Daniel chapter 6. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three presidents, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account, so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other presidents and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the presidents and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault, because he was faithful, and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house, where he had windows in his upper chamber, open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel, and he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that this is a law of the Medes and Persians, that no injunction or ordinance that the king establishes can be changed. Then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. The king declared to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep fled from him. Then... At break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, 
because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no kind of harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of the lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Brad. So a very well-known Sunday school favorite today, Daniel and the lion's den. Um, you know, obviously there's false uh, accusation, or, or actually it's not really false accusation, but it's just a conspiracy against Daniel. And, uh, you know, these these high officials are presidents and uh, satraps, these rulers of the kingdom, conspire against Daniel. They they lie um, to Darius and say that all of them have come into agreement on this new law. Uh, you know, of course, forbidding prayer to any god except for Darius himself. And um, important to know here that in the ancient days, uh, the king himself was considered. You know, in, in most places, he was, he was considered a, an extension of the divine, a son of God. And so, you know, he, he is supposed to be the exclusive deity uh, for, for 30 days. And, you know, the passage tells us that Daniel goes on and does what he was doing already. And he just keeps on praying towards Jerusalem, um, you know, facing Jerusalem from his upper chambers and... So they, they go in and, and trap him and bring him before the king. And, uh, you know, you see how much favor that Daniel has established just through his high moral integrity. It, it says that Darius spends the rest of the day trying to work out some legalese to save Daniel. And he is unable to. And so there's, and, and then, you know, the whole thing happens where Daniel gets thrown in and he's delivered. Mm -hmm because of his righteousness. You know, I think that this is a very, very striking image and, and foreshadowing of the trial of Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. Of, you know, of uh, Pontius Pilate and oh, yeah. you yeah. Know, the religious leaders of Israel and then the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, Brad, um, I hope I didn't spoil the punch no, for you. No, that, but, uh, that is a part we want to touch on. That yeah. I think this is where the type of, Christ in Daniel is, is very clear. Absolutely. We'll, I want to get into that. I do want to, I was reading through the Psalms recently as I was thinking about when I was studying these passages and um, Psalm 137, four is from the, by the exiles in Babylon. And there's this really great question. He said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Mm. 
And I think, you know, because this is, they're during the period of exile still, I think Daniel being that type of Christ is an awesome answer, his life to that question. Like, yeah, what am I to do in exile? Like while I'm here and you yeah. see a guy who is, he's so faithful mm-hmm. and humility and humble that they have to use his devotion to God as the only means yeah. <laughs> that they can it's use. the only condemnable thing. Because he's known for that, right? And they knew when he would be praying. And like, how many of us are like known that, that way hmm. in our place of where God has us planted in our, in our neighborhoods and in our, our work? And I think it's just a good example. Like, in ex- like we're all, in, at the end of the day, we're all in exile. Hmm. Like the world is, like as believers in Christ, we are in a foreign land now in a sense. We are you know, we were hoping to be a light yeah. and uh, amidst this land where, where people don't believe always what we believe and more increasingly so. So Daniel is a great illustration of how to, to live and, and how to speak truth and, mm-hmm. and, and be known for what he believes. And, mm-hmm. and that's what they had to use against him. And some of us may have that happen to us, but, but I think that that's just where I wanted to, to start when I read this, this section is that, you know, who are, where will we, how will God find us uh, singing his song mm-hmm. <laughs> in this foreign land, uh, so to speak? But mm-hmm. I do want to get at some point to the to the type of Christ. I think that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. Message, yeah. And, and before we jump into yeah. that, I, I do think that just an important thing to note about how Daniel has stewarded his, his mm-hmm. position and his influence. So the reason that these, these high officials, presidents, and satraps, they want to bring him down is because he's favored by Darius, you know? And so it's not even like a, a disagreement on an issue or, or that they like hate the God of Israel that much, but it, it's purely very competitive. And, um, you know, they, they yeah. use his devotion to God as right. a means to leverage themselves against him. And then we see Darius, he, I mean, obviously that Darius's favor for Daniel is the reason that any of this is happening. And then Darius, he, he stays up all night fasting and, and he, he's, he throws Daniel into the pit saying, may God be able yes. to, may your God be able to deliver you. And so I, I do have a strong appreciation for just how not antagonistic Daniel is. He, he's very, very steadfast in, exactly. in serving and obeying and seeking God. But he, he's very not antagonistic and sadly the the you know for lack of a better word the evangelical tone when it comes to kind of interacting with uh politics and and you know the opposing culture mm-hmm. i guess ha, it's very antagonistic and um you know just satirical even or sarcastic and just in a manner in which, you know, there's no favor that is earned. And so I think a practical application is just kind of that thought towards as we are called to be stewards of the mystery of the gospel. And as we are called, you know, some of us into uh, positions of high Mm -hmm. influence and, and some of us into just normal influence over the people that are around us, which ironically might even be more influential in the long run you know, what, what can we learn about, you know, being faithful to God from the spirit of Daniel 
But I do not think that the the main point of this story is, you know, our morality. But, but I think that's a good point, though, Will. It's like it's almost like to, for Daniel to, to do his job well and be you know, favored by Darius and then cause the other. I mean, he, he is acknowledging the good of being in a high place. Yeah. There's common grace happening, even if they, they wouldn't believe in maybe the same mm-hmm. God that he's trusting in. Yeah. And so there is like what's the word I'm trying to use, like common ground and like how we operate in politics and for for the common good. I mean, there's, we would probably disagree with a lot of things that maybe were happening in in that government, but Daniel obviously saw the good and influenced that Mm -hmm. in a way that he could find things that, that were uh, in common with Mm -hmm. the the need of the people and and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So we can, I think, Look for for those things, and, and a, the, the truth of the matter is, a lot of the things that are in today's world that people are fighting for, even to have that inclination to look out for certain oppressed groups or or or, or different groups, and and let them have their freedom to do what they want to do, even those that that inclination is a Christian instinct. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 filtered through this Christian ish influence that that by the grace of God is, is in, in our country, uh, still there's some of that. And so it's just good to, to be able to dialogue with people mm. like that and find that common points so that we can have a discussion and not be so come at it with a humble attitude, giving people, you know, expressing their arguments in the best light, not trying to just tear them down personally and, mm-hmm. and create this, you know, I don't know, yeah just a few off the cuff there, but, yeah, no, I think ab- that can be, that's the, absolutely, I, I think we can do that in, in a way like Daniel's a good model for that. And certainly Christ, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was very gentle, but firm. He spoke mm-hmm. truth, but he wasn't. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, he gave, he gave you truth and grace and that's uh, what we hopefully can do. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, like we were saying, I, I don't think that the, the highest thing to see here yeah. is like a, a high potential for like a high moral potential for ourselves. But, you know, we, we have this man of God who is walking in obedience to God and, and looking to God and honoring God, uh, in this position of influence and, and that his actually life in the public eye has brought great glory and, and testimony to the power of God, um, at work in, this kingdom of Babylon and, um, mm-hmm. you know, now the Persians and Medes and he, he's wrongly accused. He's conspired against, um, not for wrong that he's done, but for threatening the sense of power and authority of others, uh, just by, you know, walking in obedience with God and, and the favor of man. And, you know, the, Anytime in in the Bible when we see somebody who goes down into the earth, like Joseph being thrown in a pit or going down into the prison cell or, you know, Daniel going down into the den of lions, Jonah going down into, you know, the, the belly of the ocean, we, sh- our ears should perk up. And because those are often the, the things that are invoked, uh, in speaking of Christ and, in his burial and resurrection. So what are your thoughts here on just the, the parallel that we see between Daniel and Jesus and, and 
where that points us this morning. Oh, I definitely see the. I think you can say that that Daniel is a as a type of, of Christ in this sense. I think you have leaders in this situation, like in uh, with uh, Darius. I think he knew. Mm-hmm. He he knows the character of Daniel, and mm-hmm. he kind of knew that something doesn't maybe seem right here, and he's trying to save Daniel's yeah. life. And yeah. and I think you saw that in Pilate, <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, when uh, he couldn't find that Jesus had done anything wrong, and finally at the end he kind of washed his hands. But you could see the desire to just to to see like what he thought was like real justice done, mm-hmm. and so I think that's a parallel. I think clearly the parallel, like if you get thrown into a lion's den, <laughs> yeah, um, you know the natural thing that should happen, right? That that will yep. happen. As you saw later when the people that were against him and their families got put in there. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that could rescue him is a supernatural occurrence to pull, to pull him out of there or or to not even allow him to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and what you see with, with Christ, you know, he is now he did die, Mm -hmm. but he was miraculously resurrected. The normal natural thing was when you die, you stay (laughs) in the ground. So I think you see the supernatural there Mm -hmm. as well. And and as Will said, that this idea of like going down into the depths and being mm-hmm. pulled out, you see that all through uh, scripture. So I think there's de- there's so many parallels here. I think that these are these are things we need to look for in scripture. And I think we you can see these as as Will said throughout uh, the Bible. And, and and maybe as we were saying on maybe on another episode, we see this. You know, God seems to delay sometimes. Mm-hmm. This the narrative keeps going on and on, and you know until you lead up to to the redemption that, that came through Christ. But maybe it's just to give, I sometimes think we just need to see these illustrations over and over and over yeah. again, just finally get, this is God's plan. This is how he works. Yeah. And it's not on our timetable. It's mm-hmm. on his timetable, which is another message we need to yeah. get sometimes. But I think this is clearly a, a situation. Daniel was not a perfect person. When I say type of Christ, that's not what I True. mean. But there are, there are pointers here. There are pre, there's prefiguring going on of what Jesus would ultimately mm-hmm. accomplish through through his work and yeah. death, burial, and resurrection. And in all these stories where we see a type of Christ, you know, just because Jesus, he he fulfills them, but he surpasses them. You exactly. know, Daniel evaded through through God's the greater Daniel, hand. we could say. Yeah, the or greater the new Daniel. and better Daniel. He he evades the threat of death, uh, but Jesus himself actually. You know, he died. He and- encounters death. <laughs> like he he walks yes. through death and and comes out exactly. victorious. That's and so a great point. To that, and it's why he's the true and the better Daniel. So for Brad Smith, this is Will Carlisle. We will see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.